God created you to live a big and meaningful life. Too often we settle for lives of comfort and mediocrity, and we try to ignore the ache deep within that's longing for more. My name is Kevin Scoggin, and I am on a mission to equip, inspire, and challenge you to move beyond your comfort zone and into the life God created you for. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Move Beyond podcast. My name is Kevin Scoggin, and I am your host. And I am pumped that you are here today. If you are a first-time listener, uh, I want to extend a very special welcome to you. We have a very simple, simple goal and mission here at Move Beyond, and that is simply to equip, challenge, and inspire you to move beyond your comfort zone in pursuit of, of the life God created you for. And uh, it has been super fun over the last couple of weeks sitting down with some uh, really fun guests. I'm excited to introduce you to today's guest here in a few minutes. But I, I got to say, nothing inspires me more than hearing the stories of other believers who are uh, courageously moving beyond their comfort zone. It fires me up. It challenges me. It inspires me. I, I hope that uh, it does the same for you. And if if there's one thing that's been kind of coming to mind for me and my wife is as we've been processing through some stuff, but also just hearing these conversations. And, and I want to share just a brief thought with you. And I, I think this probably needs to be a whole podcast episode at some point, but just this idea of permission. I think oftentimes we don't give ourselves permission to pursue the things that God has put on our heart. Uh, I think it could be for a lot of reasons. I think sometimes it's, it's how we were raised. Sometimes it's societal pressures. Sometimes it's financial pressures, but if there's one thing that I want to, I want you to walk away with uh, from today's conversation with with our guest is uh, is this idea of permission. I, I believe that you have permission uh, to pursue the things that God has put on your heart, and uh, I, I hope that that's freeing to some of you. I hope that that's encouraging to some of you. Um, so that's been rattling around in my spirit, and I just wanted to share on that topic really quickly here. Hey, before I introduce you to today's guest, I want to mention a couple of things. Number one, if if this podcast has inspired you in any way to move beyond your comfort zone, uh, it could be something big, small, to me, doesn't matter. Anytime you move beyond your comfort zone, that should be honored and celebrated. Uh, if you would do me a favor, I would love to hear your story. Uh, so go to my website, you can go to kevinscoggin.com and then forward slash help, and you can share that with me. And the, the dream really is to be sharing these stories and these testimonies each week on the podcast. And so would love to hear how you have moved beyond your, your comfort zone. And then if you know someone who might be a great fit for the show, it could be you personally, maybe it's a friend, a family member, someone that has intentionally moved beyond their comfort zone in pursuit of, of what they feel like God is inviting them into, uh, you can also sub, uh, suggest that they be interviewed on the show on, on that same web uh, webpage. So again, kevinscoggin.com forward slash help. All right. Uh, well, I want to take a minute to introduce you to today's guest. Uh, I'm going to be interviewing Jared Ajamudi on today's episode. And Jared and I met at the University of Oklahoma a long time ago, um, 12, 12 plus years ago. 
and he became a dear friend. Uh, we were involved in, in our college ministry together and um, went on a mission trip to northern Uganda together back in 2012, uh, which is crazy. And um, so Jared has been a dear friend for a long time. And, and honestly, one of my favorite things about Jared has always just been his sincere love for Jesus. Uh, Jared really, really loves the Lord, and, and his love for the Lord has always been challenging and inspiring to me. Uh, but he and I got a little bit disconnected because he had moved away from Oklahoma about five or six years ago and in, in just you know life and, and different seasons and whatnot. Uh, but a couple of weeks ago, he started posting some stuff on social media that was very inspiring to me. And I knew uh, when I saw what he was sharing on social media, I thought, man, I got to have him on the show. And his story is uh, so inspiring, so encouraging. I'm so proud of him and just um, inspired by, by what he's doing and what he's going after. And I'm confident that you will be uh, as well. So uh, with, without further delay, uh, let's jump into my conversation with Jared Ajmudi. Jared, dude, thank you so much for being on the show today. Kevin, my man, it's been a moment, but it's 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 so good to see you, sir. So good yeah, to dude, see it's you. good to good to reconnect for sure. Um, before we jump into your story and what you're doing, like what you're really throwing your heart into right now, which I'm really excited to dive into. Why don't you take just a moment and tell uh, the listeners a little bit uh, about yourself? Just just a brief introduction here. Yeah. Uh, so my name is Jared Ajamudi. I really like to eat curry. Uh, I guess that's one thing about me. Uh, no, but uh, I uh, currently live in Dallas, Texas. I've been living here about six years now. I've been following this big dream on how to become a missionary for my whole entire life, but that has sent me places of a previous season of being an engineer uh, and writing, and now writing a novel. And those two things are very two different worlds. And it's been a <laughs> wild, crazy journey to the path, the path of, I want to be a missionary to engineer, to novel writing, to how do we get there? Uh, and figuring out how, how to put all those pieces together. It's been a wild, wild, crazy experience that I have learned so much. in. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dude, I'm I'm really excited to jump into what you're doing. So, uh, for our listeners, Jared and I have known each other for a long time, like 10, 10 plus years, twelve years maybe. Um, mm -hmm. Met met in college, but then got disconnected a little bit. You moved, and um, I, I'm still in, in in the Norman area. But a couple of weeks ago, you started posting on social media, and man, I I just got to say, I was so inspired uh, by by what you were sharing. And I, I, I'm confident that our listeners are going to be as well. So why don't you take us in to what you are really like putting your heart into right now and, and walk us through um, that process a little bit. And I, I may interrupt and ask some questions along the way. So for sure. Yeah. So about four years ago, I've, I've been right uh, or I moved to Texas about five years ago, but about four years ago, this idea sparked in my mind. Uh, I was in a really interesting season of life of kind of between Texas and Oklahoma, feeling like God had like a calling for me and my siblings and a couple friends to come down here, start a coffee shop uh, and pursue all these different dreams. But in the middle of that, I had an idea and I was doing dishes one day and I was thinking about how bad a bunch of shows were and how <laughs> terrible their endings were. Uh, and 
all these just different stories. I've been pretty critical on story. I think my whole life is just kind of funny. Just be like, people wouldn't want to watch a movie with me because I'd tell them, well, actually, this plot is blah, 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 blah. And that doesn't make any sense. Whatever. So, uh, well, in the middle of uh, this, just the biggest transition season of my life, this idea sparked and I started to run with it. And um, after about two or three months, I started to write some chapters of this novel and this big, this big old crazy wild story. And I kept doing it. And then a couple months later, I kept on doing it. And then a year and a half, I'm like, oh, I'm still writing, which was a surprise to me because there were other things. Like I tried playing guitar. I tried making YouTube videos. There was all mm -hmm. these different things I tried and nothing ever seemed to stick. And I think that's whenever I turned about 28. So I think I spent the majority okay. of my 20s trying things. But at the same time, like I said, uh, having this desire to do mm -hmm. missions and impact the world and travel like to six or seven different countries be able to do missions me and you were in uganda together at one yes. point which was wild yeah, <laughs> um so so i was in in all of my dreams they're bubbling up and it's let's change the world let's do it god i'm a young 20 something you know this is going to be so easy yes. all your dreams are going to come true right at the very moment you think about them uh, and that decided to not be the case really. And I decided, <laughs> I learned about this thing called process. Uh -huh. So in, in all of, in everything that I was doing, I, uh, these dreams were in the backdrop, but I was actually doing engineering this whole entire time. I knew from, from God that I was supposed to take care of my family mm -hmm. and the best way to, to help their dreams, which was to start the coffee shop or my sister to start her social media business I knew that I needed to be that piece of stability to help to help them and see their wow. dreams come true. Uh, so I had all these dreams bubbling up in the back, but the front thing in my mind was how can I get Joel and Bree's lives to be set up for success? Um, and engineering was was that outlet for me for eight months. It was very commercial, or not eight, eight years. <laughs> yeah, eight years, okay. not eight months. From about 23 to 28, or however, however many years that is. Okay. It was a lot of years. Yeah. Uh, we can do the math later. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know how to do math anymore. So. <laughs> uh, but um, during, oh yeah, it was 22 to 30, I think that was. Anyways, uh, but anyways, during that time of engineering, I had long hours, 12 hours, 11 hour days consistently mm -hmm. for about two years, specifically here in Texas. And it was soul sucking. It was the exact opposite of missions. It was the exact opposite of where it, I, my dream was to just leave everything behind and jump into the mission field. Mm -hmm. But I, but Bree and Joel took precedent over that. And I knew that was from God. So, mm -hmm. uh, but as I was doing those crazy hours, this story just kept beating on my heart for a very, very long time. And I continued to write it and it, it in itself is very much a, like a, it, it just shows the story of me growing up, my brother, my sister. And at the same time, these, these characters are struggling with so much internal conflict. And I talk about their heart journeys and, mm -hmm. and the journey of their hearts coming into maturity and who they are. So I got to take a, just a fictional approach on this story of following, to be honest, following God uh, and, and becoming the person you're supposed to become, but mm -hmm. put that in the context of characters and created a, uh, an ancient epic world where all this is taking place. Uh, so it was, it was hard. It was, uh, those are two different sides of your brain right there yeah, being an engineer, sure. black and white 
and then entering into a world of color uh, <laughs> and and creativity. So mm -hmm. for for two, I, I wrote for three years. I was writing for three wow. years. I had the majority of it done, but all of a sudden I knew, okay, if I really want to get this thing completed, then I need to go 100% all in on this. Mm -hmm. And that's whenever I decided to, it was, it was really, the timing was really special because my brother had been established. My sister had been established. And once their establishment happened was actually the clicker that said, okay, I think it's time for me to take these dreams that God put inside of me and start to pursue them. And so I, I quit my job as an engineer about a year ago. Wow. I did seven, eight revisions of this obnoxiously long novel number one. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, that, that year specific, this last year specifically, just the most transformative understanding of like the Bible I've ever really experienced because it became finally, I get to live a life of faith that I wanted to live. I wow. thought it was going to be on the mission field, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I kind of feel sad sometimes too. Cause I'm like, man, the amount of money I spent, I could have lived in Thailand for six years and been a missionary, <laughs> uh, which is like the desire of my heart. Yeah. But I knew this was, this was the path the Lord was taking me and he has something bigger in mind that I'm really learning how to follow as there's so much tension in in believing for amazing things to come and, and, and presently being at a part, a time where I am uh, not seeing what's next for mm -hmm. sure, not knowing mm -hmm. what's next. But the, the one thing I can say is this last year, I have seen the transformation of myself mm -hmm. and it's been really, really special to see because the, I didn't realize I could get to a level of faith like this and maturity like this. And it's kind of like the person I've always wanted to become. Mm -hmm. But the the press the pressing to really transform my whole self uh, from an engineer to an author, it, it feels like being born again. It feels mm -hmm. like this idea. It says in John three, uh, in order in order for you to see the kingdom, you have to be born again. And I know a lot of that is in regard to the salvation, but to see and to inherit the kingdom, there's there's really this redefinition of yourself that mm -hmm. that I've seen myself go through of changing the way I view the world, changing the way I view faith and changing my plan of, I just want to be a missionary to what if the Lord's plan looks a little bit different and wow. could take this story that could get big, that could be movies or whatever it could be that could actually fund a larger movement than I ever realized. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but it, it's been wild, wild, yeah. wild, wild. Wow. <laughs> Hey guys, I wanted to interrupt the conversation for a quick minute and invite you to download my free ebook, Made to Make It, Three Must-Have Mindsets to Discovering the Life God Created You For. And this book was really birthed out of one of my rock bottom moments about six and a half years ago when I was on the verge of failing as a real estate agent. And I kind of walk you through that process and share with you the three mindsets that ultimately moved me beyond my comfort zone and changed everything for us as a family. I'm confident this book will be a blessing to you. You can download it for free at kevinscoggin.com forward slash made to make it. Let's get back to the show. Okay. So thank you for walking us through that. And I want to, I want to unpack a little bit and, and I want to take a moment, you know, when Jared says he's written a book and, and I haven't seen the, the full book, but, and we're going to, we're going to put your website link, you know, in the show notes and stuff, but 
I mean, how many, how many words? How many, I mean, this is like a real book. This isn't like a little 20 page situation. <laughs> yeah. It's not right? like five steps to get a girlfriend or something. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a novel. It is 273,000 words, which if you put that in page term, it's probably 800 or 900 Holy pages. Okay. So it's twice the length of the first Lord of the Rings book. <laughs> Uh, so I honestly might have, to, I didn't know what I was doing, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my standardized test scores for math and science were way up here. And my reading in English were like way down here. <laughs> so I think it's just the most ironic thing that you, I get pushed in such a place of weakness yeah. and learn with God how to do this, you know, totally. but it's, yeah, it's probably eight or 900 pages. I might have to split it into two. I don't really know. I'm really praying to see if that should be the case. But for now, I either wrote one or two books. Okay. Okay. And it's <laughs> we'll going to be a series, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So dude, I mean, here's what, there's so many things I love about this story. One, I love just like your faith and obedience to be faithful to what God had put in front of you at the time, which was engineering, even though it was soul sucking, it sounds like you really didn't like it. So I, I'm inspired <laughs> by that. But I'm I'm also really inspired. I mean, how many people, I'm sure you you know people, I've known people that they're like, they have this idea for a book or they have this idea for whatever. And most people don't actually ever go after it. And so I think what I'm so inspired by is the fact that um, you really went after it, man. And, and I want to unpack that a little bit. It sounded like that there was maybe a point in your story where you're like, all right, I'm going to really take this thing seriously. But I want to I want to maybe unpack some of the internal battles that you've had to overcome of like insecurity, fear, uh, maybe oh. wrestling with like I'm exhausted because I just worked 12 hours. I need to work on this novel. I mean, take us into some of those internal battles that you've had to win to get to the place where you are today, which is like, hey, this thing is like actually going to happen. I'm raising money to get this thing edited. Um, so if you I know it was kind of a big question, but if you could maybe take yeah. us into some of your internal battles a little bit. Yeah, I think what I find one of the most uh, ironic battles that I face uh, and, and, and I have faced is just the feeling of being like out of my mind. Mm -hmm. uh, like, I feel like foolish in a sense, uh, crazy, mm. uh, which I, I find that ironic because just the where I was at was in 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 engineering and everything, I was very much like doing really, really well at everything I was doing. People would say, Oh, you're smart. You're this, you're that, you know, and get all these compliments and things like that, <laughs> where I'm over here feeling foolish out of my mm -hmm. mind. And I think that was a hard thing to get past. And it was a hard thing. I think even coming from an Indian culture background where parents and different things, the mindset is you're going to become an engineer or a doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's just what you're going to do. You're going to build for your family in the future. You're going to do those things and uh, you're going to be smart you're, and go for it. You're going to set it up for generations to come. So I, there is such a conflict with that in my mind of being like, what is the legacy I'm going to leave? Am I going to leave anything tangible whenever it looks like the stereotypes of penniless author, you know, come mm -hmm. up and, and this thing, which still, I think, where I'm at in the process is I don't know if this is going to work or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe fully like, and I'm, I fight every single day to believe that this is something from the Lord. And I have a lot of dreams. I have a lot of words about it. I have a, some really, really fun stories that get me inspired to keep going and keep, keep moving forward. Uh, 
but right now we're in the middle of it. You know, this mm-hmm. isn't a success mm-hmm. story. So, so the, the tension, the, like, right. It's a, it's congratulations. Chapter one is complete. And I'm like, Oh boy, you know? <laughs> so I think it's the, the internal fight has always been the, am I just wasting my life? Right. Right. Uh, because right there, the past was stable and, and mm-hmm. that looked very typical of how I could develop generational like blessing mm-hmm. where now I'm thinking I'm over here. Like this could, I could completely blow up in my face right. and I have to be totally okay with that. Cause I know the voice I was following, but I think one thing that has helped me a lot in that is for years in the engineering world, I had this idea in my head because I was so like plagued down. I just, it was just not for me. I, I, I know some people thrive and are excited to go to work and stuff like that in, in that. And I, and I was around people like that, that really loved the robots. They loved the medicine. They loved all these different things. <laughs> and I, and I was acting the whole entire time. I'm like, Oh, this is so interesting. But, um, <laughs> but I think the thing for years, I had this idea in my head where I'd be like at the facility and I would just think, man, I just can't wait for the day where I get to take everything that I've earned and just waste it at Jesus's feet and wow. pour it out as an offering a year's worth of wages. And I would just say that to myself. Uh, so, which is of course the, re- the result of uh, the woman doing that is, mm-hmm. isn't this foolish? Couldn't this been used for the right. poor? And, and that's like the battle I'm fighting right now. I'm like, couldn't these, all this money I spent on this thing be used for the poor, you know, <laughs> but it, it felt like an offering mm-hmm. uh, and it felt foolish, foolish in it, like a waste. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, but that fight is very, very hard whenever your brain is so logical and, you, mm-hmm. and you're trying to rewire the engineering side of my brain to be yeah. like logic, logic and reason doesn't really work too well in this process. And I think God mm-hmm. really has purged that out of me to get to more of a place of faith mm-hmm. to more of a Abraham type of go to this mountain mm-hmm. and go there and I'll be there and leave, the, leave everything that you know, and enter into this mm-hmm. new land, you know? Mm-hmm. So such attention though. Yeah. I mean, that's good. And I, I, I think you touched on something that I think trips up a lot of people too, talking about like your parents and maybe some of the family expectation that you felt. And I think that's something that my wife and I have had to navigate through of, you know, some, sometimes they're spoken expectations, sometimes they're unspoken, and sometimes it's even like society, right? We feel this pressure of like, well, this is what success looks like, or this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And um, I, I think that prevents a lot of believers from doing what you're doing, which is like, hey, I'm going to give myself permission to actually like move after this thing. And, and I don't know what the end result is going to be. Um so I uh, I commend you for that. I I, I think that's really in, inspiring. Um, one of the things that you touched on a few minutes ago that I want you to unpack, maybe just a little bit more, is this idea of the process, right? Like one of the things that I think is cool now, kind of hearing your story more in depth, as you talked about, like um, you're not the same person you are now as when you started writing the book. And I just think, isn't that like the beauty and the genius of God, right? It's like, as he draws us beyond our comfort zone, there's this like refining process that happens. Um, and it sounds like that that's something you've experienced as you've kind of pursued this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a really good example of a transformation that happened in me is, uh, I, for a very long time, if I, you could look at my life and say, oh, this man is self-sustaining. You know, I'm making my own money. 
I'm making really good money doing engineering. And I didn't really need a lot of faith in that because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I'm just naturally gifted. I can do this, <laughs> blah, 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 promotion, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that was a lot of just my natural gifting that I was relying on just to get through that season. But the moment that I quit, uh, I was petrified. And I was like, that concept of like provision just started to shake me to my core up to the point where I, my skin actually broke out in a rash a month after I quit. Uh, wow. I think it's called, what is it called? Uh, shingles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's like chicken pox stays dormant in your system mm-hmm. forever. And then if you stress yourself out too much, it'll come <laughs> back and mess up your whole nervous system. So uh, Sounds my, terrible. Yeah, because I was, it was so bad. Uh, and I just, I was like, because I was trying to work as hard as I was in writing to prove, to try to get this thing going as I was doing in the production facility. Wow. Yeah. And it was a very quick thing. And I remember in that time, I felt like the Lord was speaking to me and he said, You're not Jared Gyra. Uh, wow. And it kind of shocked me. Like, you're not, provider is not part of your identity. Whoa. It was like Jehovah Jireh is where it's coming from. Right. And that, that stress that I was feeling from financial responsibility that I put on myself for years and years and years, because I was at the same time, you know, helping my brother and sister and providing for them. He took, he took that piece of identity, just ripped it right off of me. And whenever my skin broke out in shingles and stuff, I realized, okay, I'm not doing this right. Whatever I'm doing in this (laughs) process, I'm not doing it right. And I don't think it's trust. Mm -hmm. Um, but after that happened, I learned how to like slow myself and really get into this understanding of like, he's the one who's going to provide and he's the one who's going to bring forth what he needs to bring forth. Uh, but it took like, once again, it took that redefinition of a, something that I thought I was. And I know the way that things work with God is like, you have to hand something over to him and then he restores it and then like speaks that into your identity. So I knew though, but there's a lot of my own strength providing that I was doing that had to be relinquished fully mm-hmm. in order to actually live, live in the faith. And I've seen some pretty cool miracles because of that too. Financially just happen. That's powerful, yeah. man. I mean, honestly, I would say that's probably the number one reason that people don't pursue the things on their heart, right? It's money. I mean, if we're honest, right, there's probably other fears and insecurities there, but I think, I think a lot of it boils down to like, how am I going to make ends meet? How are we going to pay the bills? How are we going to pay the mortgage? And so I think that's a really, really powerful testimony. Uh, so I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, yeah. A couple more questions for you, Jared. So what would be your advice? Uh, let's imagine um, some of our listeners, they have this thing on their heart. Maybe it's writing a book. Maybe it's starting a business. Maybe it's moving across the country. I don't know. Whatever mm-hmm. the Lord is kind of speaking, right? What would be your advice and encouragement? And I know that you said you feel like you're still kind of in the in the thick of of your own process, but you are, you know, four years into really going after something. So what would be your advice or encouragement to someone who is considering moving beyond their comfort zone in pursuit of this thing that God's um, putting on their heart? Uh, I, I would say, and this could be, no, no, this is good. <laughs> uh, I I would say timing is very, very important. Finding your timing on when the Lord is calling you out of a place is it's so vital because you need to know that he's with you. Mm. And and if he's calling you into the unknown, enter that call. I, I think I've seen often people who are really, really young 
and try to enter into a call without the voice of God leading them to where they need to go. And it's, you see a lot of, a lot of issues happen to that person specifically, whether that's, I've seen people, you know, turn away from God because they Mm -hmm. jumped into something they weren't supposed to jump into, but they thought it was him. So the bad, so I would say really understanding when he's calling you, I was waiting eight years, you know, for that moment, whenever he said, take the leap. And I was just Mm -hmm. eagerly waiting, listening, praying, waiting for the thing that I knew was supposed to be, it's time for you to go and it's time for you to take the leap. So that's why I give so much grace to people too. I'm like, it's a navigating in relationship with God that gets you to the place where you're ready to go. Now, I do believe that there are the cares of the world and all that stuff that Jesus talks about that hinder the word from coming forth. But the first step of that is having a word. So like finding the word, finding, finding the time that whenever the Lord says it's time to go and leaping into that. And I think the only way you can do that too, and I believe this so deeply, the only way you can ever take a leap of faith is if you have a family and friends and you're connected to a group of people that love and support you. Mm-hmm. Being a lone ranger in, in this world just does not, it, it doesn't cut it. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's something about giving your life away to other people and, and the result of, as you've chosen to live, I guess that's what I would ask someone. I'm like, hey, before you take a leap, are you are you laying your life down for others? Because if you're doing that, then I know that you know how you're going to learn how to lay your life down for the Lord in a mm-hmm. really really powerful way. Mm-hmm. So the without without the support of friends and family, I I don't advise a Christian for sure <laughs> to and or even church and everything. Like I don't advise a Christian to just try to be a, to jump off on their own, mm-hmm. but but developing a lifestyle of support, waiting to hear God and jumping in whenever he says, take the leap. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be you save up, you know, you save up however much money in your savings in order to do something wild and then you just Mm -hmm. do it. But, but all that is, all that is timing or it could be the opposite where he tells you don't save anything and live Mm -hmm. kind of like Mm -hmm. it. But so it's so important to hear that word though, because then the word's going to be planted and grow. Mm -hmm. Dude, that's so good, man. There's so much wisdom there. And I love, you know, it, to me, when I hear you say that, what really comes to mind for me is that this importance of intimacy with the Lord, right? Like, yeah, like you're yeah. saying, like, how, you can't navigate timing and all these things if you're not walking intimately with the Lord, spending time with Him. And so I, I love that you you emphasize that. And even it's it's not just about faith or wisdom. It's kind of this combination of like, okay, I'm hearing the Lord. Is it the right time? And and, you know, again, kudos to you, man. Way to go for, um, you know, carrying the stream in your heart for eight years before really leaping. I, I think that's a, a lot of people don't do that, you know, and, and what comes to mind is just, um, you know, Mary, right? She like gets this word, ponders it in her heart, and and then it eventually comes to pass. And, and there's multiple examples of that in scripture where, um, you know, things don't always happen right away and we want them to, you know, we want the promise yeah. now. We want the promise yesterday, right? Let alone like, oh, I got to wait eight years and now I'm going to have to continue to write and fundraise and believe and fight and all these things. But um, anyway, I, I think there's a ton of of, of wisdom and advice in, in what you just shared. So thanks for sharing that, man. Um, last question for you. And then and then I'll let you tell our listeners where they can like connect with you and, and support what you're doing. But uh, this is one of my favorite questions to to ask. If you could go back in time, so go back in time 
you know, either to the first of when you started writing or, or eight years ago, however you want to view that, and, and give yourself a, a little piece of advice, um, knowing what you know now, what, what would that piece of advice be? Hmm. Very interesting. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, this is ironic enough again, but <laughs> I, w- I would say, uh, you're not crazy. I think that's the biggest thing because that was, that's such a, that was such a contingent point the whole entire time mm-hmm. is that you, what are you doing? You're, you were terrible at math and science. Your early, earliest memories were standing up and crap or you, I was terrible at reading in English. Mm-hmm. Uh, your earliest memories were standing in front of your class, shaking with a paper in your hand, wow. being unable to read because you were so afraid of what people thought about you. Uh, and I think that battle of I'm losing my mind. I'm crazy. What am I doing? Was the, was, was something that really, I had to just roll around and wrestle with for so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and until, I mean, until God came in and did some just wonderful things. I think halfway through the process, I was about to, I was like, what am I doing? This isn't missions. Like, <laughs> like, am I just, I, I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't, it was wild as though I hadn't heard anything uh, from the Lord where I was like, oh, I know that this is from God. And it's about a year mm-hmm. and a half into writing and I hadn't heard anything. So I was like, am I losing my mind? Am I crazy? And I was in this small church uh, in Oklahoma, middle of nowhere in this Brazilian prophet manner. He, uh, he was, he was preaching and stuff and he, he looked around the room and he said, young man in the blue, stand up. Uh, and I said, I stood up and he said, the Lord says to write. Whoa! Start weeping. He says, "Write oh. the books now." Just as Peter was given a vision directly from heaven, he didn't get it from man. He didn't get it from a video. He got it directly from heaven. Son, I have given you words to write from heaven, and it was the oh. just most beautiful, kind thing that God has ever spoken to me. Because whenever I, I thought I was losing my mind, and yeah. I was just a mess, and I'm like, "What? Why am I even doing this? I just want to burn the whole thing." God came in and spoke a word from some random old man, you know, yeah. uh, oh. in the middle of nowhere to to help push this thing forward and to help give me the faith. And I remember getting up after I was crying a lot after that and just just being like, this is the kindest thing that God could ever do. Because I cared so deeply about the story. I just didn't know that he cared, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I found out that God really cared about this creative thing just as much as he cared about missions and how they're going to one day mesh together. So I would say it's okay, it's okay to be foolish and act and act like a fool, um, which you find, ironically, the character in my book, his heart journey is based on me. His biggest fight is he keeps calling himself such a fool and such a, mm. just a mess. And he just does not like himself because he thinks he's so foolish, even though he's supposed to be this great man of this successor of wisdom. So, yeah, anyways. Wow. Dude, thanks for sharing. That makes me emotional to hear. Um, that's that's really powerful. And, um, yeah, we have a good we have a good father. We have a good dad. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, man, what is, um, obviously, so this is going to release here in a couple of weeks. So like early February, tell our listeners, uh, what's the best way to like connect with, with you and the story and kind of get involved in, in this journey if they want to. Yeah, I think the best way to get involved in this journey, uh, would be to go to the website. It's www.mountainsandseasnovel.com. There you can get a bunch of videos. There's a trailer. There's a bunch of videos of me yapping on, on <laughs> talking about characters, talking about 
chapters. There's five free chapters there to see if it'd be something like readers would be interested in. Uh, and then from there, obviously, you can connect with me on social media and stuff. If this is inspiring you, you want to talk about whatever i have a kickstarter going go awesome. <laughs> kickstarter going on that's uh, raised a good amount of money and i'm really thankful so so thankful for the people who are just like yeah like i'll support i'll support this thing and that'll be helpful for to get number one first edition copies to people which obviously my hope is that that thing could be worth a lot of money someday like this mm-hmm. pre-release copy before everything exists. Heck yeah dude uh that'd be so that's it could be cool i don't know i don't know yeah but i'm just believing and and fighting for it and then i would say uh honestly what i need more than anything is just prayer so if Mm -hmm. you want to pray for your boy it's uh (laughs) (laughs) it is a it it, the more i you hear statistics the more of an impossible thing it's it, Mm -hmm. it, it it and i'm very like i'm an engineer very logical i know that only one percent of books get traditionally published and end up in Barnes and Noble. And I, I know that the probability of it turning into something bigger in movies and stuff is very, very minimal. So praying for strength and faith and uh, that, that this story can get into the right hands to the right people. And it could be something really special that I hope can first impact the hearts of people and then behind the scenes, you know, impact the hearts of the nations and help get rid of some, get rid of poverty around the world in some sort of capacity is the dream. So, Amen, bro. Let it be. Yeah. Let it be. Yeah, and I'll, yeah. um, I'll link all of that social Kickstarter website in the, in the show notes so people have access to that. So, Jeremy, yeah. and I cannot thank you enough for um, for telling your story and, and uh, sharing your inspiration with us. Oh, thank you, sir, for having me. It's an honor to share and hopefully some people learn a little something that they're not crazy and foolish and wild and uh it's okay and it's okay to be that way why not you know that's that's it's a narrow road to follow the kingdom dreams and and we get to we get all have that opportunity and and i I just hope people yeah will keep on taking that opportunity and listening into the lord on that Thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. If this episode was a blessing to you, would you consider subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review? Not only does it mean the world to me personally, but it also helps us get this message out to more people. And then if this podcast or the conversation you heard today inspired you in any way to move beyond your comfort zone, I want to hear your story so that we can celebrate with you and share it on a future episode. So if you'd consider going to kevinscoggin.com forward slash help to share your move beyond story, I would be super grateful. Again, that's K-E-V-I-N-S-C-O-G-G-I-N.com forward slash help.